0: Welcome back to session three of this journey of exploring what it means to know God as our Heavenly Father. Dave Bilbro will be leading us again in his prayers, which he turns into songs, as a cry from his heart that he might know Father better. And as we listen and as we join in, let us open our hearts that, that his prayer becomes our prayer, that we will all know God better as we pursue him, as we rest in him, as we pray and cry out to him, that we might know him more. And then I'll be talking to Trevor Galpin about what it means where it says all creation is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. And how I thought, you know, sons and daughters of God are already revealed. So what does that actually mean? And Trevor's got some interesting insight and teaching. So I hope you enjoy that. So welcome, Dave. Welcome, Trevor. Welcome to all of you. As we continue on our journey Bless you
1: In these days of impartation I want to carry your spirit, Lord you weaken me over all these years Now I'm ready to hear your call Sometimes I don't see clearly There are shadows all around But I follow this voice that's leading me on I'm heading up, not going down Of my heart, yeah. Come now, the river that's frozen in my soul. Come, step down. I'm tired of duplicating All my old familiar ways I'm not a captive of my past But I believe I have a future Leave me a prophet of the Lord my God Not a king of nostalgia Oh, come To the secret places of my heart Come Mount the river that's frozen there are many who have looked at the ocean but never gone beyond the shore it's a time for new beginnings where you're prepared
2: secret places of my heart and often it's out of adversity struggles trials tribulations that we <laughs> come to that point where we realize we can't make it on our own that's why we need grace lovely to have uh, pat here to come and join on keyboard now hi pat hello and uh well you know we've certainly had our trials yeah. struggles yeah tribulations that we've had to faith and I guess we all do that's what faith is about we walk by faith not by sight but often those things are to take us into a deeper level of assurance and confidence that God is with us and will look after us and this song um, which is called El Shaddai really refers to an ancient description of God El Shaddai means our provider God providing and it's out of dependency so often we find God provides for us
1: Nothing is too hard for you No mountain stands that you can move How great you so some ma she reach you
2: Provider. out of that dependency comes that assurance that God is with us and going to take us through the difficulties but often it's challenging circumstances that take us towards that dependency and the Bible is full of characters who perhaps had natural gifts but those natural gifts weren't enough to fulfill the promises that they had been given And God took them to a place of difficulty, a place of weakness, in order to reveal his strength through them. out of weakness comes God's strength. Moses was certainly one of those characters. And the Bible tells us that it was out in the wilderness he had that encounter. It was to transform not only him, but the whole of God's people. Through the burning bush through that encounter he recognised that this place where he was standing was holy ground
1: This is the place Where dreams are found this is to man take off your shoes this is
0: Well, thank you, Dave, for leading us so well into the presence of God. And also thank you, Pat. Pat Bilber is Dave's wife. She was on the video as well. She's also a gifted musician, a percussionist, a choir leader, a worshiper. And so we thank you both. We pray blessings on your ministry. May your your messages of song and music and word and declaration go out to the ends of the earth. And now i continue my dialogue with trevor galpin looking at what it means in romans 8 for all creation to be waiting for the sons of god to be revealed and we male and female are all sons of god thank you trevor oh welcome back i'm here again with my friend trevor hi trevor
3: Hi, Christine.
0: And last time Trevor told us about the start of his journey discovering God as his father. And I've got some questions for him today because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about the father heart of God and, and it's, it's quite a popular topic to teach on yeah. these days. But one verse that confuses me a bit is Romans eight nineteen, where Paul says, all creations waiting or groaning, it says sometimes, for the sons, brackets, daughters of God to be revealed. So I find this really confusing because I thought when I became a Christian, I automatically became a daughter of of God, as my father, and so I'm revealed because here I am, I'm a living testimony to the grace and salvation of God. So, what's Paul on about there, Trevor?
3: That's a great question. Um, Paul, when he wrote letter to the Romans, um, he wrote this from from Corinth the last time he was there, and he'd spent time. With Christians in places like Ephesus and all the rest of it having opened up to them what he had seen about God. Now he was told when he became a Christian by Jesus that he would speak about what what things I have shown you and things I will show you. So Jesus clearly showed things to Paul that other disciples hadn't seen and in his letters, much of that comes out. So when you get to Romans 8, he's he's talking about the revealing of the sons of God. It's almost like the word revealing is a clue there. It's uncovering something. It, the, the, the Greek word for revelation is apocalypsis, where we get our word apocalypse from. And um, it literally means to uncover something that has always been true, but just we haven't seen it. Wow. So... It's not like so much something that's going to happen in the future in this context. It's more something that's always been true and it gets uncovered. And so this uncovering of the sons of God is that we've, we've always been there in the sense that when we become Christians, that's who we become. But he even goes back prior to that. You know, God says before the creation of the world, you know, Paul says this in Ephesians 1, I planned for you to be sons and daughters. So in God's heart, there's always been a desire to have sons and daughters. And of course, we lost all that through the fall. And and Jesus comes to show us what God the Father is really like in order to bring us home to God as Father. I mean, he says um, about eternal life, he says, eternal life is to know you, Father. So the knowing of God as Father We've tended to think of that as an intellectual knowledge, it's something we read and study, particularly in this last you know 1500 years of Western thinking. It's we have to study it, we've got to know it like that. But Paul, when he's talked in this sort of language, when Jesus talked about knowing the Father, he's using knowing in the sense of a relational knowing, and so the revealing of the sons of God is that we, when we really begin to know him as father, we discover who we are, and it reveals him. So that's a little bit what's going on. Um, when Paul wrote Ephesians, he, he prayed for them, right in the beginning of the letter, in uh, verse 17 of Ephesians 1, he says, I keep on asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it's like he pauses and says, the glorious father, by the way is or the father of glory it's like he says you know who i mean when i'm talking about the father god of our lord jesus and what he prays is that we will receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him better so you've got all those elements in that prayer that that's there in romans 8 knowing him as father is to experience him In um, in New Testament Greek, there's two words that in English we translate to know. One is to know facts and information. And the other one is to know through personal encounter, relational one. That that second one is is gnosko. It's a word that sometimes we, we hear, gnostics, gnosko. It's about knowing. And that's the word that Paul uses. He's not saying that we would know more facts about the Father, but we would know him experientially as our Father. But he says to do that, we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And and revelation is this uncovering of the true nature of God that's always been true. See, And when even we as Christians, who've been Christians for years, this is uncovered to us. It's like we're saying, God's always been my father. I mean, personally, that's what blew me away when I first heard this teaching. The fact that he'd always been my father, even before I knew him, he was still my father. Now I became his son through what Jesus did on the cross, and that's glorious. But that revealing of him as father and that revealing of us as sons and daughters of God, it, it's what the whole world's longing for. Wow, I mean, gosh, don't we live in a fatherless time,
0: anyway? So- why does it say all creation? Why doesn't it say all people? Well, I... have thrown you a hardball there. <laughs>
3: when you go back to the beginning, to the creation of the world in Genesis, all of this was made for us. It, it, we were not the last thought. We, we were the first thought. It, it, again, back in Ephesians 1.4, it says, before the creation of the world, God planned for us to be sons and daughters. So before creation, his plan was to have us. And it's like, there must have been the, the spontaneous thought in the heart of the Trinity, ah, if we're going to have sons and daughters, where are we going to put them? So they created this universe for us. So in a sense, we are linked to creation. We are part of creation. We Our first task when we were made was to look after the place. And, you know, what a mess we've made of that. So in a sense, we are so linked as God's sons and daughters to the created world that this is our place that it's groaning for us to take back our full responsibility for it to to step into our real identity rather than the broken messed up one that we all live with because of the fall so i think that's why you can't separate creation from us we're part of creation we're the crown of it but it was made for us so
0: and just for people listening i know it, the the verses are always about the sons so can you just clarify that that means daughters as well
3: no i can't because it doesn't
0: oh okay
3: word sons that's there in in new testament terms we in, in our western way of thinking we make that a gender word but sonship is not about our gender wow. you know Paul in galatians we're all sons of God through the faith of Jesus Christ. He talks about being baptised into Christ, clothed in Christ. Then he says, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. So in a sense, our 21st century mindset has says, oh, it's, it's sexist. It's, you know, we've left the women out. God's a, God's a misogynist, all that nonsense. But when the word son, we are, we are putting into it our 21st century mindset, our Western way of thinking, rather than how God sees it. God sees us not as male or female, not as Jewish or Greek or flavorful, but we're one in it. I mean, in the culture of the world today, that is a desperate cry. You know, while we're talking, there's all these riots going on in America yeah. over this, this black guy that's been murdered. You know, that is a major factor in this whole thing. It's not about being black or white male or female sonship is a status it's our position in christ there's only one place where daughters are mentioned where it becomes gender specific and that's in two corinthians where paul talks about god in the old testament speaking says and i will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters so it's inclusive in that sense but it's not The real meaning of the word, we've kind of hijacked it a bit by making us think that it's about being male or female. Yeah. It's such
0: talking, It just reminded me, you know, you do a lot of work in Uganda um, Mm. and and you're quite excited about that and you're dealing with real orphans.
3: Yeah, very much so.
0: a bit about that. I know it's just, uh, I haven't got much time, but it's a great story. At least give us a taster of what's happening there.
3: Well, we've got really, really good friends who are based in Uganda who who discovered God as a father as well. And they've realised in all the years they've been working in Uganda, they've been trying to do it all. The traditional way of doing missions and, you know, working with street kids and all the rest of it. And and all they were doing was they were just creating little images of themselves. So a mission was wounded and broken, produced wounded and broken, People and the realization of God that God was their father has, has transformed them. And, and I've had the privilege now ten years going to Uganda, working with street kids, orphans, physical orphans, you know, ex-child soldiers, prostitutes, all sorts of people who have no idea of what it is to have a real mother or father, and they're discovering that God is their real father. Now these are young men and women now, probably in their twenties, who, who've, who've completely sick to the back teeth with traditional religious behaviours of some Christians and which is huge in in Uganda and they're discovering that it's not how you behave as a religious person that makes the differences but knowing God as a father and these guys are being absolutely transformed. Their lives are just coming alive. They're more free and more alive than anything I've ever been.
0: Wow.
3: The further you come from that place of total brokenness into this revelation it's it's the place i love to go just to sit with these young men and women who only really now know god as their father that their relationship with him through jesus and in the spirit is just stunning wow you know they're not neglecting jesus they're not neglecting the holy spirit it's father son and holy spirit all three revealing themselves to him oh that's another topic
0: i think the trinity because uh, a lot of people oh. say, like, the Father Heart message just focuses on the Father or the Holy Spirit message, you know, for another time, you know, I'd love you to oh, think yeah. about that uh, uh, how we are Trinitarian.
3: Um, I'm more Trinitarian than I ever used to be.
0: So would you just finish with, with praying for us to, to understand more than that knowledge that you spoke about?
3: Yeah. Father, thank you that when Paul wrote that prayer all, all those centuries ago to the Ephesians, it's a prayer that's still being prayed today because it's in your word and so father I'm praying that we would know the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ the real glorious father that we would know him better and that you will give us the spirit your Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation to know the father better and that our hearts will be enlightened Father, turn the light on in our hearts that we might see you who you really are and see who Jesus, your beloved Son, or the glorious work that he's done for us that brings us into that relationship with you. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you're going to be doing that, pouring it into our hearts. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Trevor. We'll see you again soon.